morning. Welcome back to Hope Wednesday. I am Elisa Flakes, your host, and this is a psychoeducational platform where we combine mental health and our faith in our God and, and our Savior. We're just looking at mental health through the lens of wholeness, and I'm so happy to be here with you this morning. This series is going to be a fun series. We are, we are at the end of our year and we've taught some pretty deep topics. Now, this is a deep topic, but I decided to give it a little spin and so that we can laugh a little, so that we can reflect a little, so that we can look at our families in the totality of our families. Sometimes they get on our nerves, kind of like the proud family when they say, family, family, you know, they'll push your buttons. And yes, they push buttons. And yes, We need them, and yes, they make us the happiest, and yes, they support us in time of trouble. So there's just a lot of things that go on with our families. And guess what, y'all? These next two months, November and December, it's like the capital of family time. It's like this is when you think about family, when you think about turkey, when you think about dressing, when you think about Christmas, and when you think about all those things, you think about family. Some of y'all think about family like, oh, family. And some think about, yes, family. And little cousins think about, yes, cousins. And, you know, I get to spend time with my cousins. So depending on where you are in your family relationship, this topic is going to either be something that you kind of cringe or something that you laugh and enjoy. Hopefully that you, no matter where you are, you can still enjoy it. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for another month. And thank you for another Hope Wednesday. I thank you for our audience. I thank you for those who just come by and stop by and say, hey, and come by and stop by and get some knowledge. I thank you for being able to share this knowledge. I thank you, oh God, for you love us and you love our families and you are so patient with us. And I just pray that you bless us in this series. Let lights come on, oh God, so that we can be the people you want us to be in our families and in the world. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All righty, so what I did, you all, I asked a couple questions, you know, so I'm going to answer them and I'm going to do a little talking. And so this month we're going to be, we're going to do fun stuff. We're going to look at some family videos, dance competitions, and and we're going to just enjoy. And we're going to talk about a very sensitive subject though. And it's boundaries, the B word. Yes, I said it, the B word, the B, it's the real B word. We think that the other uh, curse word is, or the expletive or Uh, however you say it, we think that that is um, the word that I'm talking about when you hear the B word, but no, I'm talking about boundaries and every family needs boundaries. Everyone needs boundaries. The world needs boundaries. And we know that the world needs boundaries because our God gave them. Yes, he did, y'all. He is a God of boundaries. He's a God of order. If we just kind of peruse back to the beginning of time when he said, let there be, and and there was light, and he separated the light from the darkness and the air from the waters, and he just began to separate stuff. He said, this belongs over here on this day. This belongs over here on that day. So that's all God's plan. And then he makes a man and a woman in a beautiful garden called Eden, and he sets up restrictions, and he sets up boundaries. And why did he do that, y'all? He did that so that he could protect the relationship, so that he could protect their health. So boundaries protect relationships, protect health, and just make the environment more safe for everyone involved. So when we look at boundaries, the B word, I think we have to go beyond looking at it as no or trying to control people. But what if it's just trying to keep everyone safe? 
In a family, boundaries are supposed to keep everyone safe. It's not to punish. It's not you don't use bond boundaries as a weapon to you know as we, to weaponize against people and say, well, you can't come over because you know you can't come over because I said so, or we're having it at my house, or we're not having it. Boundaries are not to control other people. Here, I'll rewind and say that again. Boundaries are not to control other people. Boundaries are to keep other everyone safe, and it's to protect the health of the relationship and the health of the person. So if we could just stop there and look at it from that perspective. And if you want to know more about boundaries, I'll just ask that you go back into some of my teachings. Pick up Family Boot Camp. We talk about boundaries exclusively. But, I mean, in, we talk about it like— just in detail, like there's a segment that is just exclusively talking about boundaries and how every family needs them. And so in essence, the boundaries, because they're not for weapon to weaponize against the people you love, it's to identify something valuable and to say, how can we best keep this person safe, this relationship safe, this activity safe, our, our marriage safe, our parenting safe, our world safe, and that takes order. It's fair. It's it's organizing things in a fair way that respects everyone that is involved. Boundaries should be able to respect everyone that that get that's involved in the relationship. And you know, boundaries are like you know Fort Knox and how they keep they supposedly keep our gold there, and they have walls and guards. And so anything that you want to protect, your bank account, your your house, your door, your your children, you kind of put safety nets around it. So that's what boundaries do. And many times families have fallouts because there's not enough boundaries. It's just implied, implied. My, my voice did like Peter Brady. It went up. You hear that? Okay, back to the seriousness of this. Yeah, so boundaries um, where are supposed to say, I value you and I want to keep you safe. So let's keep each other safe. And let's look at it differently. And remember, it is not to um, keep people out. Like, I, nobody come over my house ever. How about a little restriction? How about finding out what has to happen in order for people to come to your house? Or, you know, I, my time is my time. I'm not spending any of my time. What has to happen for you to feel safe enough to share your glorious, beautiful time with the people that love you? I don't know. Just think about it. So we're looking at family. We know that this this segment I'm going to dedicate to the big mamas. Yeah, the big mamas. Your big mama, my big mama, all of our big mamas. Because our big mamas was really trying to keep us together, y'all. They was trying to have these cookouts. They was trying to get together on these holidays. And they were trying to get together for the purpose of loving each other and extending the legacy. So how are we going to do that? How are we going to safely do that? Because for some of us, we're just like, I, I, I let's not and say we did. I'm over it. I, I want to create, recreate something different or I want to do something differently. And it's because you didn't have the boundaries or maybe you had the boundaries and you didn't have other people who are willing to cooperate because boundaries are an opportunity for everyone to cooperate in the building of the family in the most healthiest form. Some people, I'm warning you, this is a warning. This is a disclaimer. When you set boundaries, some people will want to leave 
Or some people will say, I agree, let's work on it. Let's have a conversation about it and let's come to a mutual understanding. But some people, the disorderly, will get offended right away because they didn't have a problem with coming to your house and uh, acting like it's theirs. They didn't have a problem with taking your vehicle and not putting gas in it. They don't have a problem with borrowing money and not paying it back. They don't have a problem with those things. So when you begin to say, hey, look, let's let's respect both of us. Let's remember both of us because we're both in this relationship. Sometimes people who are disorderly and they're boundaryless, they don't want to get with the program. So this is an invitation to get with the program. So those of you who want to get the scissors out and cut and cut and cut, this is not a cutting session. This is a trimming session. Now, I do understand another disclaimer. Some of you have been grossly sinned against in the form of sexual molestation, in the form of physical abuse, mental abuse. I mean, grossly like evidence, not just I think this happened or I feel some kind of way, but actual sin sinned against. Now, I'm not asking you to um, enter into areas where you don't feel safe. You may have to not visit the family on these holidays to protect yourself, get your counseling, get your therapy, and do what you have to do so that you can be healed and get some protective boundaries and come back into the mix if you decide to. But it is inevitable that you will have challenges even if you try to say you're going to have a Friendsgiving or you're going to get with your man and go out with his family, you know, because problems seem to just show up wherever wherever there's people, there's an opportunity for hurt and abuse. So I'm, this is particularly for those who are just having those issues that are, you know, just they said, she said, they said, I didn't like this. They didn't like that. That hurt my feelings. I'm talking about those kind of things. I'm saying those are the things where you can look at the relationship and trim with boundaries. You don't have to cut them off. Like the internet says, we're in a cancel culture where we're cutting people off and God is saying, let me help you trim. This is how I deal with you. I don't cut you off. I trim with you. I give you, I, I have patience and love and I work with you. So that's my intent that we would be able to do this for Big Mama. Again, I know I'm saying a lot, but Big Mama worked hard. She worked two jobs and she watched the grandbabies and she had all the all her grandkids and she still managed to cook every holiday because it was important for her to have her babies together because that's all they had back in the day was family. Their name and their family was everything. The family was a fort, y'all. The family was a protective barrier, but now it's just like, eh, I could take it or leave it. And you see all those posts on the internet that say family ain't family no more. Well, that's kind of where people are going with that. And I think that loyalty is not loyalty anymore. And I think that for some people, They have outgrown um, chaotic systems, and some people haven't. So then that causes an issue. I just think that I know that if, not even think, I know that if we could just learn to communicate what we need and how to keep the family safe, we could honor Big Mama. We could do it for Big Mama. We could do it for Big Mama. She would be just so happy to see her babies getting along and eating, uh, dressing, and and chitlins together and 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 black eyed peas and and loving on each other and supporting one another. That's a good thing. Big Mama had a good plan. Big Mama may not have had communication, but Big Mama had a plan. So I'm here as, you know, Big Mama's helper. You know, Santa has elves. Big Mama got me. (laughs) Big Mama got me. I'm here on behalf of the Big Mamas, 
right? And I'm telling you, I'm the baby in my family, so I'm not vested <clears throat> in the way that some people are. I'm used to being taken care of. I'm used to being spoiled. I am the baby. But God has given me a desire and he's given me a um, purpose to really try to work and to figure out how to get along in truth and in honesty. And at this stage, um, I'm just vested in helping Big Mama. Can I help Big Mama? Will you help me help Big Mama? I know there's some of you out there and you God has put this burden on your heart as well. And if you have to come to my channel uh, during why you cooking Thanksgiving and Christmas, come there because I got you. I got you. And we're doing it for Big Mama. Now, we're not suffering abuse for Big Mama. Now, that's we're not going to stroke out like Big Mama stroked out, but we're going to have the heart of Big Mama. And the heart of Big Mama was, let's just act like we got some sense. Let's learn how to just be together. See, I'm Big Mama's helper because I want us to act like we got some sense, and I want us to love and support each other and show up, and I want us to let everybody be safe, emotionally safe, physically safe, spiritually safe. I want people to get together on these beautiful holidays and just say, oh, how good and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. And that unity is created by boundaries and by agreeing that we are going to respect, and we're going to define some of the, the, the respectful, generalized respect, what that means and what that looks like. We're going to be, um, we're going to deputize some folks and families to really look at, is this honoring everyone or is this honoring a few people? Um, is this um, good for our legacy? Is this love good for our legacy? Is this forgiveness good for our legacy? What are we handing our children besides sweet potato pie and pound cake? Are we teaching them how not to forgive, how to have an attitude, how not to communicate our needs, how to be dysfunctional? What are we putting on the table? What's on the table, y'all? What's on the Thanksgiving and the Christmas table? We have to look at it because more than food is on the table. Attitudes are on the table. Dysfunction is on the table. Bad communication is on the table. Rudeness is on the table. Selfishness is on the table. Perversion sometimes is on the table. It's on the table. And we don't want to eat that. We don't have to eat that, but we have to look at the table. And I think that this is a good time to look at it. It's hard to just deal with stuff on the day of Christmas or the day of Thanksgiving. All year round, we have to be working on ourselves and having little get-together so that we can practice, okay? You know, Shanene's birthday party and little, little, um, little Pookie's birthday party, that was a practice for Christmas and for Thanksgiving. Because if we ain't seen each other all year, how are we going to practice? I, I, Alan Iverson said, you talking about practice. Yes, I'm talking about practice. I'm, I'm Kobe in the practice. I'm Kobe in the practicing of getting along and communicating. That means I'm dedicated to it January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, and then I'm ready because, you know, game time, November, December is game time. You haven't seen people all year because you've been ducking and dodging them and avoiding them, and now it's time to sit at Big Mama's table. And some of us are like, who going to be at the function? I don't know. I don't know. So we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about the house, the food, the guests, the activities, and the communication. 
how to insert some boundaries in those areas so that we can honor Big Mama. And how about this? We can honor the late Rodney King and keep in our mind, can we all just get along? God bless you.